0: We say it all the time. You can't fix what you can't face and you can't correct what you won't confront. So God says, you gotta acknowledge that you have these issues and that you've broken fellowship with me. You can't put on airs, you can't perpetrate.
1: This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author, James Ford, Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you've joined us today as we continue to look at a recipe for restoration. And Pastor, if we want true restoration, if we want forgiveness and then that healing of that relationship that has been broken, why is it so important for us to really just go into that mess and to deal with that offense? Why can't we just say, well, I've confessed and I've repented and we're moving
0: on from here? Well, you know what, Steve? Here's one of the problems that... I believe we're having in America we're suffering from a relabeling of things. Uh and uh what I mean by that is this. Uh we call murdering babies choice. Hmm. Uh, we call uh same-sex relationships gay. Uh see you can't have a proper prognosis until you first have a proper diagnosis. So, you know, a prognosis is is the cure, mm-hmm. and the diagnosis is that which is the cause. Mm-hmm. And so what we're coming up with uh, is a wrong cure because we have a wrong cause. Why is it so important to get in there and get your hands dirty? So that you can call it what it is. Hmm. And until you call it what it is, you're never going to really deal with it because you. when I go to the doctors and he says, okay, uh, stick out your tongue, let me see your eyes, ears, all that, I'm not hurting there. But he does that because symptoms can be shown through those gates. Okay, yeah. Now, when he does the prescription, he's got a diagnosis. He says, okay, this is what's wrong with you. That's where you have to start. and And the text says... If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves mm-hmm. and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, which is a logical connector of time. In other words, we've got to do what we're supposed to do. It sounds conditional. If we want God to do what he said he will do. And the problem is we don't want to do what we're supposed to do. And so we go about relabeling everything and minimizing sin Mm -hmm. You know, we don't call sin, sin. Best acronym I heard for sin is self-inflicted nonsense. That's what it is. (laughs) And, And we need to acknowledge this is sin.
1: Yeah. And as as you say, when we do acknowledge that it is sin, when we do call it what it is, then we can get that proper, not just diagnosis, but prognosis and get that right prescription. That's right. Which ultimately is Jesus.
0: Well, well you're not ready to repent until you call it sin. Mm. So if you're not calling it sin, you're never going to repent. And if we don't repent, then that logical connector of time is is canceled out. He says, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive your sin and heal your land. This land needs to be healed, Steve, and it's not going to happen until we call it what it is.
1: Well, we've been talking all about 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. So I hope you'll open your Bible and join us there as we continue a message, a recipe for restoration. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: See, here's the thing that I don't think people understand, and and I'm in a small camp. I understand that. People say, what's going on in the world today? Remember a conversation I had over 25 years ago with Pastor Lyle's. We went to Pastor's Conference, and we were coming down North Avenue. We went somewhere uh, because we didn't didn't like the food that they had, so we went somewhere. He showed me somewhere over there to get, get my eat on. And so we coming back, we come down North Avenue and Cabrini Green was here and the parking lot was over here and they were building a Starbucks. And I said, whoa, he said, what you want about? I said, look at that. He said, nothing about a Starbucks. I said, wait a minute, Starbucks, Cabrini Green. What's that tell you? He said, did they build a Starbucks across from Cabrini Green? I said, no, <laughs> nobody up there. It's going to pay $5.50 for a caramel mocha latte. <laughs> They're like, I am. I have never bought coffee from Starbucks. You want to know why? Because $5.99 gets me a big 16-ounce Folgers that lasts me three months. So why would I pay $5? I can go get my own cream. I can go get my own mint if I want... And I can only have one, I can have a whole coffee pot em. <laughs> And so then he said, uh, then I said to him, I said, man, you see things are changing. And I said, man, I said, watch, that's gone. So then he said, oh, you, you think you're a prophet pastor? I said, no, watch, I'm telling you, they're not gonna put a Starbucks over here for Cabrini King people. Man, this, they are about to do re in this area, I bet you. Well, well, I was right. So then he said, he said, uh, yeah, he said, I often wonder how God's going to do this with America being so powerful. We're a powerful force, but yet, you know, the world is going to go into great tribulation. Where's America? And I said, exactly. said, because we only have two options. Either America is uh, not in prophecy uh, or like some, she's allegorized as the eagle or God just deals with origins, so we were a part of Great Britain and he includes us in that. I don't know, but I did know this. I told him, I said, but it won't be hard. He said, it won't be hard? I said, it won't be hard to crumble America as a superpower. He said, come on, Pastor Ford, what would they have to do? One thing I said. He said, what's that? I said, get rid of middle class people. That's all you got to do. And this was over 25 years ago when I said that. So I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I did work for Moody a non-for-profit organization. (laughs) And uh, I said to him, I said, all you got to do is remove the middle class. He said, you ain't going to be able to do that. I said, you only got to do one thing to do that. He said, what's that? I said, take away the American dream. Because middle class is middle class because of the equity in uh, homes that we own. And what did they do? Whenever I want to get a lower rate, like I got a, I got a, it's a less than 1% mortgage. No, that's when you keep a good FICO score. <laughs> That's what I tell all the time. I pay my bills on time. Amen. But anyway, so to get this, I had to have my house appraised. I said, "Would that be good?" See, what I'm upside down. I have no equity. I've been paying for my home since 2000 for 15 years. I have no equity. No equity in my home. And so, what has happened? Over one million homes were foreclosed. What are they getting rid of the middle class? I don't remember what it is, so, so don't email me if I misquote it. It's somewhere between one to three trillion dollars that we owe China. Look at what's happening. Japan and China are buying American land. From what I was told, Pebble Beach now belongs to the Japanese. Uh, that many things down in Florida are being bought up by the Chinese. Now, here's my point. Why? Because we didn't turn our back on God. Because we took prayer out of school and the Bible out of school and the Ten Commandments out of courtroom. We said, God, we don't want you. We have aborted over 45 million babies since Roe v. Wade. We have murdered that many children. 45 million, over 45 million. And so what's happening? It is God saying, you don't want me? You don't have to have me. And it's the consequences of sin. What's happening in our churches? Why are Christians so ineffective? What's going on? Could it be we're not in fellowship with God like we ought to be? Come on, there was a time. Think about it. This country had a Judeo-Christian ethic. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. There there were four of us here uh, um, around 25 after. So we start talking about what's happening with our children today. Why are they so wild and crazy and all that? And we begin to talk about, you know, they get too much and they're exposed to too much too soon, too often. You know, there are children who are involved in grown folks' conversation and, and say something. Man, in my day, I'd have been picking myself off of the floor looking for my teeth. How dare you say something and be in here, grown folks. When they came, you just automatically walked out. I know what you're saying. We we ain't like that anymore. Maybe we need to be. And so they got all this exposure. They got their cell phones at seven and eight years old. Anyway, all I'm saying is, it's the consequences of us, and this is what's going on here. And, and so God says, listen, I show you how to have real worship. Now, let me show you how to have real revival. So what's God's recipe for real revival? Let me give them to you. First, here it is. Here it is. Now, remember what he's doing. He provides a way to restore the fellowship after we have sinned, before we sin. And so he says, listen, I want to tell you what you need to do. And he's talking to Israel. But you say, Is it to us? Yes. You know why I say it's to us? Because the second Chronicles seven fourteen of the Old Testament is also found in the New Testament. And anybody got it memorize? The Second Chronicles seven fourteen of the New Testament. First John one nine. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the same promise in the New Testament. Let's look at this. God's recipe for real revival. God's recipe for restoration. First ingredients, notice God's conditions. Verse 13 and 14a, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. And if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. Notice God has conditions. Now here we see God is pleased, right? We saw the worship. The the fire comes down and licks up the sacrifice. So God is really pleased. And God is telling them, you want to keep this going? Let me show you what you need to do when you mess up. So here's the condition. When God is not pleased, we need to understand that we need recognition, that's the first thing we do. We say it all the time, you can't fix what you can't face and you can't correct what you won't confront. So God says, you gotta acknowledge that you have these issues and that you've broken fellowship with me. You can't put on airs, you can't perpetrate.
1: Well, that is just one of the steps. We're going to continue this teaching in just a moment. You're listening to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr. in a message entitled, A Recipe for Restoration. Well, if you ever miss a broadcast, you can come to our website. You can listen there. If you know that you might miss a broadcast in the future, a couple different ways you can make sure you don't miss out. First, you can sign up to begin podcasting the program. Also, you can download the Moody Radio app. You'll find it in your favorite app store like iTunes or Google Play. It's free and available for Apple and Android platforms. You'll find links to both of these when you come to our website treasuretruthradio.org Let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford.
0: So, notice this. He says, let me say it again for emphasis. If I shut up heaven, there'd be no rain. And if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, then I Will hear, I I I I. God is not pleased. So then, notice two things here. God says you have a recognition of two things. God stops the provision. God sends the problem. And this is one thing people don't want to face. They don't want to say, "Yet yeah, does God do this?" Yes. Yes, He does. Yes, He does. And this is what he told them. Write it down if you're taking notes. Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 17. Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 17. Let me tell you what God said. He said, when you go into this land, let me forewarn you. You're going into a land and live in houses you didn't build and pick from fruit trees and eat from them that you didn't plant. And the tendency will be to take blessings for granted. And when you do that, he didn't say, if you do that, and when you do that, I will be upset. Here's how you'll know that I'm upset. I stopped the early and the latter rain. Now, what's the early rain? The early rain breaks up the ground and makes it moist to be able to plant the seed. And the latter rain is that which causes the crops to grow. God says, you're an agrarian society, an agricultural society, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit you in the pocket. And when I hit you in the pocket, here's what I tell Christians, be careful giving people money, even your relatives. Proverbs 6 says, don't cosign. I wouldn't even cosign for my own children. You know why? Because if God wants to discipline me and my finances, and he's doing it and you supply what i need then in order to get to me he's got to dry you up so i always make sure if i'm giving somebody something they in fellowship (laughs) amen because i like to keep my little change i don't you know i got a dime and a nickel and i want to keep it amen and so here he says, I'm going to stop the rain. When that rain stops, don't blame your brother or your sister. Don't blame the devil. And and God said, I'll allow the storms to come into your life. And some of us are blaming the devil for what God has allowed. So here's what happens. We miss what God is trying to say to us in our storms because we say that's the devil. No, no, it may be God. I, 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 I. See, here's the problem with many of us as believers. Now, I'm going to say it, not none of you. As believers, we often have high expectations, but low living. Take us as husbands. Sometimes we want summer wives, but we bring home winter weather. It doesn't work. So God puts us on our back. Why? Because when you're on your back, there's only one way you can look up up and so he's got to put us on our backs so we can look up yeah and so he stops the provision and he sends the problem joshua seven remember what happened Aiken saw that stacy adams shoes and that and, and 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 that silk tie and uh he said man that's 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 off the chain oh yeah i look good in that going to sabbath worship hit it in his tent they lost Joshua gets on his knees. Oh, God, what's going on? And what did God tell him? Who remembers? There's sin and get up off your knees. There ain't, this ain't the time for praying. This is the time for dealing with sin. Have we ever thought that, yeah, we're saying we want to pray more, and yes, we are, but maybe it's time to deal with the sin in the camp. Yeah, time to deal with the sin in the camp. And, and that's, you know, it's like, it, it's like, we don't wanna do that. Let me tell you what it's called. Accountability. Holding each other accountable. I wish you would be as ready to hold each other accountable as you are me. <laughs> Shoot, every time I turn around, somebody trying to hold, and some of it, they trying to hold me accountable for it. I ain't even responsible for it. Put me in check. Put, 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 put each other in check. You know? It's like I tell the elders all the time, don't I? I? I say, what what's what's wrong with our system? Our system is that there's no checks and balances. That if an elder doesn't do what an elder's supposed to do, it's your job to put him in check. It is. If that's your elder over you. you I, I was talking to a brother, and he was telling me how he put his elder in check. I was saying, wow, I wish I could... Have him uh, lay down and give blood transfusions like, like to everybody that, that, that talks about, you know, this is going on and nobody won't do anything. You do something. You do something. Yeah. Deal with that. Don't let people get away with that. When I'm here, I don't. I stop a service. I got emails about that. That brother went off in his uh, whatever he wanted to call it in the middle of our service and I just got up and I said we don't we don't that's not biblical I showed you where it wasn't biblical and I said that better not happen in here again I got an email that was so cold <laughs> you could have been more loving no I will not because I don't want anybody to think that i soft soap anything about the Word. Paint the church whatever you want to paint it. Do whatever you want to do. But when you mess with that Word, you gonna see me, baby, and I'm coming to fight earnestly, contend earnestly for the faith that was once and for all delivered. It ain't happening here. None on my watch. No, no. Because when I get to heaven, he got a lot to get me for, but it ain't going to be for messing with his word or allowing somebody else in here to mess with his word. I'll tell you that. That's the truth there. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Lord loved, that truth. Amen. Amen. So, and so uh, he, he says, listen, you better recognize Joshua. Deal with the sin in the case. Hey, and you ever notice we're trying to medicate what we should be casting out. Okay, let me move on. <laughs> one little boy, one little boy went to his daddy and said, Daddy, why is obedience so important? He said, son, because obedience is better than the spanking. He said, oh yeah, I understand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what God is saying. God is saying, listen, you have to get a point. Now let me show you something. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. Uh, one day we, we, we're going to go to this. Uh, But right now, I just want to show you the outline for the passage. Let me just read one part of it. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. What does that mean? They were ignorant. When Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant, it means that they were ignorant. He says, how that all our fathers were under the cloud, all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized under Moses in the cloud and the sea, all did eat the same spiritual meat meat. All they drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were for our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them as it is written. The people sat down the, to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day. Three in twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmur and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. That's us as believers, New Testament believers. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There is no temptation taking you but such is common to man but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able but will with the temptation also also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear. Here, here's what he does. Uh, this, this is, we you know what this is. In 1 Corinthians 10 is lessons from losers. We always want to emulate winners. Well, well, Paul says, no, you better look at some losers and learn from losers.
1: You know, God has given us a recipe for restoration. The question is, are you following it? Well, you're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr., and if you missed any part of today's broadcast, you'll find it when you come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Well, the fact that you're listening today as we study the Bible together is a strong indication that you care about discerning truth from error. But there's only so much we can squeeze into one of these half-hour broadcasts. So we'd like you to have a book that you can read on your own time, and it'd take you further into your relationship with Christ. It's called The Big Book of Bible Answers, and it's written by Ron Rhodes. Now, this is a book that you can read from cover to cover, or you can just flip through it randomly, reading answers to questions that you care about the most. The chapters are divided into questions about the Bible, about God, the afterlife, and a lot more. So contact us today with a gift of any amount, and we're going to send you this reference guide. Ask for The Big Book of Bible Answers when you call 888-644-7660. Or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, it's natural to have questions about the Bible, even if you've been a Christian for many years. In fact, asking questions is one of the ways in which we grow. And the Big Book of Bible Answers will help you find the answers that you're looking for. So call now and request the Big Book of Bible Answers when you give a gift of any amount. Again, our number is 888-644-7660 or give online at treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios, and I hope you'll join us Monday for Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.